Welcome everyone to episode seven of the Toledo Matters podcast. Uh, This is where I would usually introduce your hosts, but I am alone today for the intro. We did uh, two shows last week, so it was super busy. We didn't have time to get everybody in the studio to do the intro, so I'm just going to take care of it myself here. Um, We had Nick Morgan on the show, who is a local stand-up comedian and an improv teacher. Uh, It was real fun having a comedian on the show. Um, I think it went really well. Um, Not going to take up too much time with this here, but just wanted to say thanks to all of our um, subscribers and listeners. We really appreciate everyone tuning in. We're glad you're liking it. Um, So keep it up and share us with your friends so we can promote all these people doing cool things in Toledo. So here's the interview with Nick Morgan. Oh, man. So I was supposed to be in court today. That would have been real bad. What'd you do? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it wasn't what I did. It was <laughs> something happening to a client that fortunately sure. kind of worked itself out. So that's I'm glad that we almost had to cancel this morning. That would have yeah. been bad. Uh, so what did he do? I'm pretty sure the client attorney privilege does not extend into this room, right? Oh uh, yeah, I or am I wrong? I, I can't really talk about it. But I see. It, it especially since we're recording. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I don't I don't do criminal stuff anyway. This this is a you know a civil case. So we already said too much. Too yeah. much. Oh. Anyway, so today we have Nick Morgan with us, right? Did That's I, correct. Did I pronounce your name correctly? <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it. It's very rare that somebody does. You nailed it. Though. <laughs> well, it's, you know, those, those M's can be tricky at the beginning of names. Sure. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Nick, you're a comedian and improv guy? or I am. I, uh, I have a, a background in stand-up and improv. Um, I, I wish I could claim it um, from a tax perspective as my... <laughs> full-time uh, means, but um, I've done stand-up on and off for about uh, 10 years and uh, improv about the same, and I've just recently started an improv training program at the Toledo Repertory Theater uh, All right, in Toledo. Well, let's remind him. Are, are you from Toledo? I am. I grew up in Sylvania Okay. and uh, graduated from Sylvania South in 1997. All right. I uh, went to the University of Finley, so I didn't, uh, <clears throat> didn't travel too far, far from yeah. here. And then uh, did graduate school at Notre Dame. Ooh, cool. Uh, do, what would you get? What'd you do? I got a there? master's in accountancy. Wow. Oh, yes. So Jeez. right up the comedy alley. It is. It is. I yeah. went the uh, Bob Newhart route. If, uh, <laughs> you know much history about Bob Newhart. I, he was an accountant? I didn't realize. He that. was. He, yeah. uh, uh, he was. Yeah, he was an accountant. I, I think at the time was a big eight accounting firm in Chicago when yeah. he recorded an incredibly successful album and... Uh, Found his way out of that. So now, now the big eight have reduced to what the big three or big four? I forget three what three or f- I want to say f- it's like oh, KPMG know, and uh, EY Price Waterhouse. Yeah, or they may have been absorbed too. Deloitte. Yeah, and those four. Are, four. Those are four. Yeah. Those are four. accounting companies. <clears throat> yeah, the big, they are. you know, big international accounting. I see. Firms. Sound like craft beer breweries. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be a lot more fun. That's for yeah. Sure. So, so did you do much accounting stuff or? Was that never really in the cards? Uh, well, to... I spent four years, so I moved to Chicago um, out of undergrad and with a job at Ernst & Young. Okay. And spent uh, a contractually obligated four years <laughs> under their employ because they were <laughs> nice enough to pay for the master's degree. Well. Yeah. yeah. So it seemed like a fair trade. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. The, uh, the, the best part about that was it took me to Chicago and... Uh, my first few months there, I wandered into a place called the Second City, yeah, which is it. a comedy theater, and saw a show there, and uh, was just so blown away by it that uh, I signed up for classes and started to spend a lot of nights and weekends doing that. So Second City has classes, or or, or was it through a separate? 
No, Second City has a very robust training program. Um, I think I was actually in classes at the time when they could make the claim that the training center was now making more money than their bar was at their shows. Um, <laughs> and given the uh, the margin on alcohol, that's yeah, saying something. Right? It is, it is. So uh, they have a beginning program that, uh, you know, just get on the phone and sign up for level A. And that's about five levels. Not about, it's five levels. And then once you finish that, you can audition for their conservatory program, mm-hmm. um, through which you audition again about halfway and then finish that out. So I went through both of those programs. Yeah. And uh, trained at Improv Olympic as well, which is a separate improv theater. So, how, how do you train for improv? Like, what, 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 do you sit in a classroom yeah. and watch a PowerPoint? Or that's a great question. When we started this program at the Rep, uh, somebody who was interested in classes called me and asked what we'd be doing in class, and I I sat there pretty silently for about thirty <laughs> seconds, like. It's a good question. I, you know, I have an idea, but it's tough to explain. And then I thought back and thought, how did I train? I trained for, I don't know, two years and 10 classes. Uh, so what do you do in an improv class? There are uh, warm-ups, exercises, games, scenes. You are building towards um, performance pieces, like you would see on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. That would be considered short-form improvisation. Chicago is largely centered around long-form improvisation. And when you say long form, you're talking about half an hour, how how long? Half hour to an hour. And the way it works is um, as few as two people or an ensemble are on stage, you'll get a single suggestion and that'll inform the entire show. Wow. Hmm. So you don't come back to the audience for any more suggestions. You're basically going scene to scene, editing yourselves and... uh, and you, you know, you do a show, an it's, entire show. What would be an example for the suggestions? Yeah, for what's all? the best suggestion you got? The best suggestion was uh, probably the first improv show I ever did. This was actually, um, so this was after level C of the beginning program at Second City. The first time I had, I had ever been on stage doing comedy at all. Uh, we got to do a 20-minute demonstration. So about 18 of us in the class played like three or four improv games. Um, I asked the audience for a, uh, we played a game called panel of experts where each of us was an expert in whatever the audience gave us. And my ask for, as they call it was, I'm an expert in history. Give me a crucial moment in history. And somebody, I mean, I had, I, the words are not even out of my mouth yet. And they screamed nine 11. This was post nine 11. Um, <laughs> No, but that would have been one hell of a challenge, that's for <laughs> sure. Um, they uh, Somebody yelled when Hulk Hogan body slammed Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3. <laughs> <laughs> and the beauty of it was I remember that moment vividly. It's uh, uh, You're a wrestling guy, so you knew I, I was growing yeah. up, so I remember that very well, and uh, it was so specific. Anything, anytime you get something that specific... It's a lot of fun to play with. So, so how long did you have to improv uh, being an expert on Hulk Hogan <laughs> being body slammed at WrestleMania 3? Well, it was, uh, so there was a panel of experts. So there were three or four of us, and then we had an MC fielding questions from the audience. Uh, the game was probably seven to ten minutes long. Yeah. So I probably, you know, had, had a handful of questions um, about the subject the aftermath, you know, things like that. So it was fun because you got to not only reference the specific episode of Hulk Hogan doing this, but then also improvise a little bit around that. So 
Yeah. And I think if memory serves, I took on a uh, an aging Hulk Hogan with a severe back problem, <laughs> having body slammed under the Giants. Um, um, so that, if memory serves, that's that's the kind of the perspective I took. So that was a seven to ten minute thing. So that'd be like one of the short form, or that was that a short form, form game. So any sh- again, any anytime short form improv is mentioned, the easy thing to point to is whose line is it anyway? Yeah, yeah. People have seen it. There are rules around the games. They're finite, and uh, there's an endpoint. Right. You have some structure, and, exactly. And, and the, you take the prompt and fit it into that yeah. structure. Yeah. So I, I guess. For the long form, though, sure. does somebody just toss out potato, and then you do a half hour on potatoes? Or I mean, I, I, how does that work? Um, you uh, you can ask the audience for anything to get your show started, and it can be as vague as give us a suggestion of anything at all, and they'll yell out. They normally don't yell potato. I don't know how <laughs> R-rated we can be on the podcast. We try to be, what, as long PG-13? As you know, cuss words yeah, let's avoid whatever. curse words. Okay, yeah. well, uh, you inevitably will get... Um, uh, people were uh, suggesting sex toys, things like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Very specific ones. <laughs> right. And they think it's the funniest thing that's ever been said. <laughs> um, so it's fun when you get those suggestions, you completely ignore them. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, or you can you can ask for a location that might fit on the stage. So if you're just in class, the class we're doing right now at the Toledo Rep, uh, we're in week five of six. We're coming up on that. We are just working on two-person scenes. Um, and what that means, two people on stage, we will give them a relationship or how they know each other mm-hmm. and maybe a location and where they're at and then let them kind of figure out what's happening. Cool. So now when you go into either, a sh- I guess for the longer thing where it's not a game where you have set rules and stuff, yeah. do you go into that knowing, okay, this is kind of what we're going to do and then just modify that when you hear the prompt or the answer you- is no. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now you said this is week five of six. Yes. How often are you guys meeting a week? Uh, once a week. Once a week. Okay. Yeah. We meet once a week for about two and a half hours. Okay. Two and a half hours yeah. for six weeks, one time a week. Yeah. Not too bad. It's not bad. The uh, the classes I I went through in Chicago were <clears throat> typically eight weeks, two and a half to three hours. Uh, this first class we rolled out. Uh, we know we were kind of testing the water, so we mm-hmm. started with six weeks to see what kind of interest there would be and. Uh, we've been very lucky. The interest was very strong, and uh, the class is amazing. How right. many people are in your class? We have. Uh, we ended up with fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Plus you. Do you plus do you participate in them, or are you just kind of watching over and? For the most part, I am uh, coaching from the side, uh, trying to teach as well as I can. On a few occasions, I have been on stage doing scenes with students. Okay. Which is fun. I, it's cool. It's been a long time since I've done that, so it's fun yeah. to be up and do that. What. What's the structure of classes look like? So from day one, if I was showing up at your door, mm-hmm. what, what, what should I expect? Day one, you would come in. We would uh, pretty quickly, uh, uh, the first thing I would do is define short form versus long form improv. Because people have that question because they've never seen it. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't know what it looks like. Um, so I try and give them an explanation of that. Then we would pretty quickly get on our feet and do group warm-ups. These are... Uh, uh, pretty silly. It's to get the blood flowing. It's <laughs> to get the nerves out and just to get you loose and um, do things as simple as uh, uh, there's a warm up we do called the doot de doo. 
simply stand in a circle. Everybody snaps their fingers in unison. (laughs) And then I would say one word like shoe. And the person next to me in rhythm would say horn. And then the whole group says shoehorn, do, 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 do. And then we start building these two word phrases. Okay. And it's a very simple warm up, you know, and the less sense those phrases make, usually it's funnier, yeah. but it's, it's purely a warm up. It's not a performance piece. It's not a game. And it's just to get you kind of out of your head and just reacting to something that was just introduced. Mm-hmm. Cause that's all improv is you're building it literally one word at a time together. When you're on stage, you have, you asked earlier, Bob, you, you don't know what you're going to do. The yeah. only information you have when you're on stage is what your scene partners have given you or introduced on stage. All right. So how did you get backing up a little bit? Sure. So you, you did this training at Second City. Yeah. And, and then, and then what'd you do? Did you, was that in the middle or at the beginning of your accountancy work? Did, did it you was. Drudge away at Ernst and Young for a few years. I thinking, did. Oh, I just want to do improv. Tell me about that process. What did I, you do? I did. I, the word drudge may have actually appeared in many of my reviews. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, so yeah, I was working at Ernst and Young and uh, started classes at the Second City. I was taking them on the weekends. So every weekend I'd be in class and once or twice a week I would be seeing improv shows. Yeah. That's the one, you know, nice thing that as much as I love Toledo, uh, the nice thing in Chicago was to be able to go watch a lot of improv. And at the time, the people that were on stage were people like Keegan-Michael Key, who now has a Comedy <laughs> Central show, Key and Peel. He was my level three teacher. Nice. I love that show. Second City. He was an incredible teacher. He was amazing to watch on stage. And uh, yeah, and everybody now everybody gets to see how good he is. Uh, so we would go every Thursday night. They'd do an 8 o'clock show. Uh, it'd be their sketch show. And then after that would be a free improv set. So we'd go every Thursday and watch the improv sets of the main stage and the uh, ETC stage at Second City. What what was that second bit, the ETC? ETC um, stands for Experimental Theater Company. Okay. Um, So is that like a part of Second City? It is. It's uh, within the same building. The theater is a little bit smaller. I think it was added in the early 80s, purely out of demand. And I I think the original intention was for it to... um, do some less mainstream type of comedy. Right. But I think over time, it's if you saw an ETC stage show and a main stage show, they'd be very similar in, in kind of style and tone. So, so did the main stage trend toward what the ETC was doing or did the ETC come back to the... That's a great how, question. How, how did that change? Yeah, that's that's better asked of like Tina Fey and those sure, people. Sure. They were, you know, the people that were on stage at Second City in the 90s. Um, Chris Farley and Tina Fey, those types of people would, would know that answer better than I. Yeah. And so at some point, when did you start performing? I began performing in, uh, 2005, I believe I auditioned for and was put on, uh, an improv ensemble at a theater called the playground theater in Chicago, which is a small improv co-op theater. Uh, all the ensembles help run the place seats about 60 people. Um, on the north side of Chicago. So we'd perform there a couple times a month, and then I auditioned for and was on a team at Improv Olympic, uh, which is a, a relatively well-known improv theater. They they do pretty much purely improv shows, but it's a place where all the famous Second City alum used to perform Okay, um, as well. All right. And then um, were you only doing improv, or did you also do some like prepared stand-up? Or? I did, and... Uh, uh, I think it was 2003. I did my first open mic and, um, 
I took my shirt off on stage. <laughs> it's always a positive. <laughs> yeah, right? no, I uh, I was throwing Hail Marys up there. And uh, <laughs> um, it, it went just well enough, I guess. And I have just a small enough amount of pride that I actually got back up there again to do it. Um, but there's a pretty good stand-up scene, too. And at that time, at the open mics, it was you know guys like Hannibal Burris and T.J. Miller, these people that are starting to get some national notoriety. So it was a very strong stand-up scene, too. Um, Man, and that was before YouTube, so there's no video of you waving your shirt. There isn't. I have it on a uh, digital high eight <laughs> tape, if I can find the thing. You kept your pants on, though. I did, Well, I did. I did. <laughs> My first show, yeah. We, we can transfer that here yeah. at Waveflow Media, by the way. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> so, okay, and then um, how long were you in Chicago until? I lived there until uh, 2010. And then what brought you back here? I moved to D.C. for a year and a half. Ah, D.C. And right. then, uh, and I understand you're a Georgetown grad. I am, So yeah. you spent a little time there. Yeah. Um, lived there for a year and a half and then came back to Toledo in 2011. Uh, family, my entire family's here. Parents, two older brothers, nieces and nephews. Yeah. Um, kind of yeah, brought me back home, so. Yeah. What were you doing in D.C.? I think fun? I was, uh, I was working in accounting. Ah. Um, at a uh, nonprofit political organization. Okay. I don't want to alienate half of your audience. I don't know who listens, <laughs> but uh, I worked at the uh, the DNC actually. Okay. In in DC for a year and a half. I had worked on a presidential campaign in 2008 in accounting. And, yeah. Uh, uh, found my way to DC for a year and a half, uh, but also uh, did improv there as well at All the right. Washington Improv Theater. Yeah. Cool. So Washington, we're just curious, where's that yeah. theater at? The Washington Improv Theater's uh, shows were at Source Theater on 14th, like 14th and U. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Our audience doesn't really care about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was there a so. big difference in like the scene in Chicago compared to Washington and then compared to Toledo as far as like what people consider improv and that type of thing? I wouldn't... S- there was certainly a huge difference in the scene between Chicago and D.C., simply based on how many people were doing it. Right. Uh, in Chicago, you've got, I don't know, five to 10,000 people who are either in classes or on ensembles performing. Uh, DC, you probably had 300 people. Um, and this was about the only outlet was the Washington Improv Theater. In terms of style, it's very similar. Hmm. So yeah. Chicago's the spot. Chicago's the spot, although uh, New York and LA both have, uh, yeah. uh, in terms of improv, have have... Uh, become very strong, especially New York after the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater that Amy Poehler started years yeah, ago. Yeah, has a really strong presence, and there's some other theaters that that do as well. So, um, so yeah, I was in D.C. for a year and a half doing that, and uh, found my way home. So then, you when you came here, uh, were you still doing accounting, or did you say? Uh, I work in a finance job. Okay, so so you, so you still have a day job. I do. I do. I. Uh, <laughs> I've got a dog to feed and uh, <laughs> that's what I was wondering. Cocaine was wondering habit to support. And, uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I <laughs> kicked that years ago. Um, uh, yeah, I work at a small banking consulting company. Okay. Um, do you want to tell us what it is? Or uh, it's called Austin Associates. Okay. All right. um, and we do <laughs> free free plug. Go for it. <laughs> oh God! I did, if anybody's listening that needs uh, regulatory compliance work done on their bank, then yeah. Give, <laughs> Give us a call. That's it's our like, audience right there. Yeah. <laughs> our community and regional bankers. Yeah. yeah Very yeah. nice. <laughs> Very nice. And then um, I guess when you moved to Toledo, yeah. how'd you try to transport your improv stuff here? 
Um, when I moved to Toledo, I, I kicked the tires on doing theater. It was something I had never tried before. Yeah. And I just simply from driving past it had driven past the Toledo repertory theater downtown. Right. Um, and looked on their website, looked at, uh, the audition schedule and the show schedule and they were just wrapping up a season. So this would have been, I think 2012 and, uh, Ended up auditioning for a show, and I got cast and did the show. What show? It was called I Hate Hamlet, <laughs> All right. uh, which is a comedy. Are you familiar with it? No. I'd be I, shocked. I, I'm familiar with Hamlet. But yeah. yeah. They, so they did. They opened their season with Hamlet, and then uh, they thought it would be very funny to follow it up with a show called I Hate Hamlet, Okay, which is uh, written in the early 90s. It was a comedy. It was written by the guy that uh, wrote the film In and Out, starring John Cusack. Mm. Yeah, anyway, not familiar, Kevin sorry. Klein and John Cusack outs him during the Oscar speech, that whole thing. Okay. Um, uh, so it was relative, it was a contemporary show. Um, it was a fun show, relatively small cast. And that was my first experience in theater. So I met people doing that, hung around the community theater scene a little bit, and ended up on the board of directors at the Rep. Oh, wow. For All a couple right. of years. Yeah. And then you just said, hey, bored, I got an idea. Or how, how did the whole improv class thing start? It had been mentioned uh, a few times, but it didn't really come together until last year. A couple of gentlemen who were in uh, their production of A Christmas Carol met mm-hmm. and started talking about doing improv. And they actually took the next step and actually started performing improv. So they're, I don't want to say were, I think. They're still active. A group called GDP. What does that stand for? Gross I believe it. Product. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of economists getting together and that's dropping right. about interest rates. They'd, they'd, they'd <laughs> love to be on your podcast and talk to those bankers. Yeah. Um, I believe it was the initial, initials of uh, their first names. All right. All yeah. right. Um, clever group. Very clever. Very clever. <laughs> Quick on their feet. I wonder what other ideas they had, too. That's what I'm curious about. Yeah. Um, so they actually started actively performing. They came to the rep board with a proposal to start classes. Yeah. And the individual who kind of spearheaded that ended up moving. I think he's in graduate school down South or something, but the board was still very interested in doing it and asked if I would teach. And I said, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Yeah. Um, and so we finally sat down and figured out when we wanted to start it and what it would look like and cost and, Started uh, the second weekend of October and uh, hope to continue it. And does the class build up to some performance or something? Or It does, and I'm glad you asked, Bob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of weeks from now, I don't know when this will actually post, so We're, I don't know if it'll be in time. We, we don't know yet either. So. Okay, well, this... Uh, <laughs> I mean, this should be... Within the next two weeks, definitely, we'll yeah. be out. So. All right. Well, it'll be in, uh, Monday, November 16th, so right in between the middle of the next two weeks. All right. Perfect. So if it posts next week, people will hear this. Uh, Monday night, November 16th at 7 p.m. at the Toledo Rep, uh, the class will be performing short-form improv. All right. And so if people in the audience can go and give them potato ideas and things like that. Potatoes and non-potato ideas, yes. <laughs> It'd be funny if it actually turned into that it was potato because of the show. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about French fries and home free and all that. That'd be great. Yeah. Why do I have potato? So where do, where is that at the repertoire then? It is. Okay, cool. It is. That's their 10th Street stage. 
Where is that, Bob, for the people that don't know? It is downtown on 10th, 10th Street? Street. Yeah. Wonderful. Cool. Uh, Washington and 10th. Yeah, I drive past it almost every day. Yeah. Did you say how much tickets are going to be? I didn't, and I will. It was uh, $0. Wonderful. There'll be nice. no cost That is for my this. kind of price. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, um, yeah, free to get in. Unfortunately, we don't serve, serve booze at the theater, but... Uh, Pre-game in the parking BYOB. lot or something. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Tailgate away and come on in. How long does that last? Uh, we think it'll be about an hour. Are okay. we talking the tailgate or the thing? The tail well, depends. <laughs> yeah, it depends if you can get out of work on Monday. The tailgate could be could be an all-day thing. or uh, The show itself should be about an hour, though. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. And so... Uh, you said how many students you had? Are, are, Fifteen. Are, are the, they're all involved, and they are. I, th- I think there are one or two who will not be able to make the show. Ah, unfortunately. So they so. fail. This is like the final exam, and they fail, right? <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's twenty percent of their final grade. <laughs> um, so is the plan then to do this class series again, or? or? It is. We uh, we are in discussions now of kind of how to continue based on the success of this class. I I think there are. Uh, the majority of the 15 in the class would be very interested in a second level. Yeah. And we would start that after the new year, probably. We will start a second level class and run concurrently with a brand new first level class. With you teaching both of them or are you going to bring somebody in? Or? That's a good question. That's kind of up in the air. Yeah. it's I probably need to decide that and then also find somebody else to teach if I can. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what's an example of something that you'd see in the second level that, that you wouldn't see in the first? Like what is a second level maneuver? That is a great question. Um, second level, we will start to play with long form improv. So okay. uh, we will get away from the short form, continue to do scene work. It's, it's really amazing how much time you can spend hammering away at these two person improvised scenes. It's uh sometimes feels very easy and other times very difficult. There's a lot of bad habits that can develop. So we'll continue to work on those things, but we'll start to put string those together into long pieces. What's a bad habit in, in improv? Bad habit is asking questions Ah, can be a bad habit. Not that all questions are bad in improv, but when you ask your scene partner a question, you're essentially pimping them into a position to provide information, kind of invent information. Right. Yeah. So I can ask you, how you're doing. Yeah. And then you have to make a decision or I can say, wow, you don't look well today. Right. And then Uh, now we have a piece of information that we can work with. Okay. And then I've given that person a gift. They, now they don't have to think anything be like, yes, I don't feel well. And here's why. Right. And that's kind of the whole crux of improv is yes. Anding, uh, information. It's interesting. Yeah. Do you ever go, no, (laughs) and if comedically (laughs) it's called for, no, I'm feeling great, yeah. man. <laughs> See, now, well, that's, I, I, it's interesting you bring that up. That is, other than saying, yeah, well, that is saying yes and. So denying somebody's reality that yeah. they just established is a big no-no. Okay. Something we hammer home. Yeah. It's not fun to watch. It's confusing, I think, to the audience. It's, it is the cardinal sin of improv is, while you verbally can say the word no to people, the improviser cannot be saying no to the other improviser. Like yeah. your idea you just gave me, no, I'm not going to do that. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but I could say, no, I feel terrible if you still <laughs> sure. say I, look, I don't sure. look well. Do you ever get the uh, Michael Scott coming in and shooting everyone at every every scene? <laughs> it, somebody brought that up in our first class. Um, 
we've only had one gun pulled in a scene so far this year. <laughs> it was quite random in a scene, four people in a car. And, uh, wow. It was, it was kind of out of nowhere, but it was, I, the randomness of it was very funny. So we don't have anybody that is, uh, <laughs> that one struggling <laughs> as much as Michael Scott did in his classes. Oh, he was awesome in yeah. his own mind, right? <laughs> so, do you perform in Toledo outside of this, or I do uh, some stand up um, outside of this? I haven't done a lot. I perform, I don't know, five times maybe this year. Yeah, um, I'll be performing at Laugh Sync in December as part of a nice uh, tr- I want to call it a tournament of champions it's a <laughs> night of champions of their uh their winners from their open mic contest this year right yeah. on. so I I am the February 2015 Laughs Inc uh Congratulations. Congratulations. Well done. So they give you yeah. a trophy or medal or uh they give you cash. Oh, beer. that's better. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you uh split the door. The winner splits the door. So it is Ooh. it behooves anyone who might do that to invite as many people as you can. <laughs> um, so you can take their money. Yes. So are you doing stand up for that or is that an improv thing? That'll that you're be doing? a that'll be a stand up show. Okay. So the improv thing, I think with the interest that we're having, a lot there have been several students who've shown an interest in performing regularly. So cool. That could be cool. Yeah. We'll try and make that happen. Yeah. Would that be at the rep or somewhere else or that is probably one of the questions right now. We ideally would like to use the rep as much as possible. And, Mm -hmm. um, you being on the board and everything, right? Well, as a former (laughs) board member, I, 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 my, uh, my, your term is up. My, my term ended, uh, a year prematurely. That was by choice at the end of June. Um, so I served two years as a treasurer over there and, uh, all right, side digression. They, they always grab hold of you accountant types and say, we need you to be treasurer. Does that ever frustrate you? It did. (laughs) Um, it, I, I try to explain to them how bad of an accountant I am. Uh, (laughs) They didn't listen, huh? (laughs) No, I, uh, you know, I sat for the CPA exam, uh, one time because I was required to as part of my employment contract, um, with Ernst and Young. Uh, did not pass, and uh, but that's not uncommon, right? I mean, it's a tough. No, thing. it's very tough. But yeah. I was very underprepared, yeah. and uh, the there's an essay portion on uh, one of the sections, and I had, you know, I was not going to answer this question in any way, shape, or form. So I wrote a three page essay on why I hated my job. <laughs> wow, so why I hate my job: a story of passion, which they I thought was one of my better pieces of writing. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't pass. Um, <laughs> Well, that one didn't make or break me. If I thought, wow, I think I did pretty well on this, I probably would not have pulled Man, that. But sure. I had that's ballsy. Yeah. Well, and the other, there's a uh, you can't leave the test. There, there's a uh, you have to stand there at least two hours or something. Yeah. Until the West Coast has started taking the test because it's a so you don't test. so you don't spoil it. To, exactly. You know, go on Twitter and say, yeah, I'm gonna snap here's you what they're all asking. My because I don't know, somebody could spend ten minutes cramming for this thing. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, you've taken the bar, so you... Uh, yeah, I, I spent about 10 minutes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Did... Uh, uh, More we, like we didn't see Bob for six months. <laughs> well, actually, I was in Chicago, actually, that summer studying. Oh, nice. So, yeah, nice. at my in-laws, my now-in-laws house. But yeah. Should have went to a comedy show. I should have. I didn't. It is yeah, the best place in the world to you see. Know, my, my in-laws are, in from, are from Chicago, and we're there like once a month. Oh. And I've, I've never yeah. been to Second City. I really should. Go see, uh, these are my recommendations for you or anybody listening. Yeah. If you're going to be in Chicago anytime soon, get tickets to Second City, and then look at IO Theater, which is formerly Improv Olympic. The International Olympic Committee sued them, so they had to change it. <laughs> wow. 
as if somebody was going to confuse the right international Olympic games with this small 80 seat improv theater. <laughs> um, so at IO theater, there's a show called improvised Shakespeare, which is probably the best improv show you'll ever see. Okay. And it is quite literally an improvised Shakespeare play in the style of and format of it. So does somebody shout out, I want Macbeth. And then they improvise Macbeth. Or? They ask for the title of a Shakespeare play that's never been done. Okay. So you can't Ooh. say Macbeth. Right. Yeah, you, can right. Say you could McDuck or something. Sure. That'd be perfect. <laughs> um, you know, there's, they have some clips online. There's, they, they performed at the Montreal just for last festival. And I believe the title they were given was rubber crazy. All right. And it's, uh, I, the clip is amazing to see how quickly they're just in the show. And they perform this thing about... They do it in Old English? Like yes. This, it's this, all in the style. Wow. All in the style of Shakespeare. And it's, it is mind-blowingly good. That's, that it's really incredible. Good. We yeah. should change the way we host podcasts to only talk all about Elizabeth Shakespeare. And, and, well, all those bankers have just stopped listening to us. <laughs> the <laughs> audience would change drastically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. It change or be gone. But yeah. <laughs> so you got your, uh, your second... Class is going to be starting up soon. Do you guys have any idea when? I don't know the exact date. Uh, this will all be available on the Toledo Reps website, mm -hmm. um, I would think, by December. Okay. Um, ToledoRep.org. Well, hey, thanks, Bob. Um, <laughs> very nice. Um, in January. Okay. Well, right now we're trying to decide uh, whether or not to offer a workshop. People can come in just for a couple hours and see what they think yeah. and then make a decision on signing up for classes. So we, if we do that, it'll it'll change our start date. Cool. Do, do you think um, t doing the improv has helped you in your stand up? Definitely, absolutely. So um, if there's stand up comedians out there, this might be a way to kind of grow their talent a little bit. I yeah, I think it can help anybody in almost any capacity. We in when I was first started classes in Chicago, I had uh, there were always a few people in each class that were. Um, their classes were being paid for by their employer. Oh, wow. Attorneys, um, people in the business world, uh, they were taking them to improve public speaking skills, feeling, feeling comfortable in front of audiences, hmm. uh, things like that. Has so, improv improved your accountancy career? Uh, it has not. It's <laughs> my, uh, I wouldn't call it a career. I feel like uh, the, the accounting industry is pretty dry. <laughs> it, it is. It's, uh, yeah, it's awful. I would, <laughs> if, I, if I had life advice for anybody making a career decision, I would tell them steer clear of of accounting. Of accounting, <laughs> just did, based on my experience. Did you did you do tax or book? Book, book. Okay, yeah. sorry. Wonderful. Yeah, get a little in the weeds there. So. <laughs> um, what What do you think is better, accounting or being a lawyer? Oh man, don't give them such hard prompts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, a tough this one. is, this is up for you too, Bob. <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. know. <laughs> I, I would, I would think, uh, I would think law. I would say being a lawyer is better. Okay. Yeah. I can't do math. So there was really only <laughs> one option. <between laughs> the two. Yeah. There's certainly crossover though. There are people who do. Oh yeah. 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 A lot of tax okay. guys. Have. Sure. Yeah. Those guys I think make pretty good money too. The tax lawyers, man, that's, that's they where do. it's at. Yep. So, um, when you do stand up, like, how would you describe yourself? Like, do, do you are you you have a set that you have nailed down, or are you a little more improv given your background? Um, I would describe it as uh, slightly overweight. Um, 
I don't know. Your set's too long, or, yeah. or are you describing your physique here? Yeah, that's right. I'm a man of, of modern proportions, is what I like to say. Uh, my sets, no, I'll go into a stand-up set pretty well prepared with what I'm going to sure. say. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've found in the last year, after actually I had not been on stage doing stand-up in a couple years, getting back on stage now, uh, being a little more comfortable uh, interacting with the audience is actually quite a bit of fun. Yeah. And that's where the improv training helps quite a bit. Crowd work. Yes, exactly. Crowd work. <laughs> uh, but I'll go with a, you know, if I have a seven minute set to do, I have, I know what jokes I'm going to tell. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. You go with a seven, do you do seven or do you do 10? Cause you're doing crowd stuff. Do side. You, clubs are very, yeah. uh, they put the hook out. Uh, at seven okay. minutes they and do. drag you. Yeah. Off. They give you the blinking lights, which is the, <laughs> the digital hook, if the, you will. Right. Get off there. GTFO yeah. the stage. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I uh if you guys want a sample of his amazing comedy, go to Google and type in Nick Morgan comedy. He did a stand up that I watched before I came in here. It's about five minutes and it had me roll one. Oh well, I appreciate it. Thanks good. for thanks for and if you do type that into Google, make sure you put comedy on there. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> or there's some shirtless pics down <laughs> Um there are unless you're a banker, right? What's that? Unless you're a banker and you want the other stuff. That's right. <laughs> Well, no, if you just type in Nick Morgan, you're going to get a lot of hits about a uh, 1990s child abduction. Oh, oh, yeah. but, but you've been found now? Fact. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> well, it was a young girl in Arkansas by the name of Morgan Nick. Ah. ah. So it, in my, you know, everybody Googles themselves to see what comes up. And uh, unfortunately, never... that's what comes up when you Google my name. <laughs> Could be so. worse, right? Yes. Oh, for sure. I got an American speaking coach and author. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I've never Googled myself. Really? No. Yeah. Every time I Google Danny Woodcock, I get a bunch of Danny Woodhead references. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it could be worse, too. It could, right? yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have safe search on, I assume, right? No. Oh. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not familiar with it. <laughs> if you go to Google Images and type in anything fun, you won't get any fun responses. Oh, until interesting. Until you turn that little bar off. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. So you've been back in town for a little bit, and you're from here. Yes. If uh, oh, this is the best question. Yeah, this is the best question. What what's something that's people that isn't like an obvious Toledo thing? Sure. that you're a big fan of. Not an obvious Toledo thing. Like um, not the museum, not the not right. Parks and Rec's been mentioned in every show, so we're so, trying to sure. Obviously, to move that's on good. From the parks a little bit. The parks <laughs> fan of all those. I, I would say, and this isn't uh, terribly surprising based on what we talked about today, but the local performing arts scene. Yeah. Nice. Um, from small musical venues, local music acts, to comedy, to the community theater. I was, when I, the first show I did at the rep, I fully expected it to be a lot like Waiting for Guffman, <laughs> which is an awesome movie. An incredible movie. But probably the best Christopher Guest movie. I think it's, it's brilliant. brilliant right? Spinal Tap. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, continue. Um, <laughs> But the production value of the show, I was shocked when I first saw the set. Um, and there's a lot of very talented people doing it. It's not a uh, deep talent pool, but there are some incredibly talented people that that perform locally. So I would I would say the local performance scene. Yeah. Okay. That's that's pretty great. Yeah. So Christopher Guest, your fan, I'm guessing, I am. given your improv stuff, yeah. favorite Christopher Guest movie. Either Waiting for Guffman or Best in Show. Yeah, Best in Show is pretty good. I like Best in Show. Yeah, I need to revisit Spinal Tap. It's been several years. (laughs) Is this because I'm really young or just not hip? You don't know who he is? Oh, man. Have you heard of You haven't heard of these movies? Uh, not really. Spinal Tap? Spinal I've, heard, I've heard of Spinal that's Tap. That's probably the best known never... one. Well, th- you've got homework this week, all right, Danny. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. I think I can <laughs> they're, halfway complete it like college. They're all comedies with like the same 
pretty much the same ensemble yeah. cast in every movie. Okay. And, and they're pretty much improv. The whole, like all the dialogue. They're like is a mock. They're like mockumentaries. They're kind of set up like mockumentaries. I like that. And yeah. they're pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty brilliant. There's some great <laughs> moments in those. Yeah. Definitely. Best in Show might be my favorite. It's, Best in uh, Show. As a dog really lover, really yeah, I really sure. enjoy yeah. that. So. Yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. And then um, I'm trying to think of some other. Imp- I guess Kirby Enthusiasm was a lot of improv. Completely, almost completely improvised. Yeah. It was. Uh, they had a skeleton script that was a few pages long, basically an outline. Right. Yeah. But none of the dialogue was scripted. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else like that that maybe one of my favorites? Um, that's currently on right now. Or or that just isn't as well known as those. I I, I guess those are the ones that come to mind when I think of yeah. like uh, TV or movies that. We're improv, but there's a uh, yeah, go ahead. There's a show on NBC called Undateable. And oh, it's yeah. not improv, but sometimes Chris Delia, I think that's how you pronounce the name, mm. he's the main actor. Yeah, he likes to kind of F with his crew and he'll say something completely off point, And you'll it's a live TV sitcom, and you'll just see their act the, the actor's faces be like, What the yeah. what did you just <laughs> say, man? And then they got to roll with it. It's pretty yeah. funny, yeah. There, I it's I always <laughs> like to watch the uh commentary or hear interviews for TV shows like The Office or Parks and Rec and things like that to hear what lines were improvised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they get get away with a lot. They'll they'll shoot their script and then kind of let the actors improvise a little bit. Yeah. And some of the best lines that we probably remember from the shows are, you know, were were not scripted. Right, right. Was uh, 30 Rock like the last unscripted? 30 Rock, I think similarly, was they were very uh, strict about shooting the script. They were very meticulous with their scripts and then uh, allowed for for improv and further takes, based cool. on the interviews I've heard. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's another one I really like. Yeah, great show. Well, Nick, thank you for uh, coming in. Unless anybody yeah, has any No, hey, thanks me. for having me. This is uh, I'm really blown away by the setup. This is yeah, we're very professional. I'm very professional. <laughs> Tell all of our listeners. Bob is wearing a tie, and I'm wearing. <laughs> hey, I'm wearing a suit today. That's he is wearing a suit. Danny, classier than I've been yet. Danny is in a speedo, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And Nate, my uh, Nate's in another room, so it's yeah. Nice he's he's naked in there, yeah. so yeah. I usually yeah, but, take uh, off my pants. <laughs> but uh, I've got to say, as a as a Retransplant here back to Toledo. It's nice to have things like this that people well, are talking you. about the city and things that are going yeah, on. That's, so, yeah, that's kind of the point of it. Was just a lot going on in Toledo, sure. so we're just trying to bring those to light as much as we can. Yeah, and it's be- great when we can have people on and doing some real fun stuff. We appreciate to, you yeah. spending some yeah. time with us. Hey, you bet. Hey, I had a great and, time. And just for the record, Nick approached us, which I think is awesome. Yeah, I did. Yeah, he sent us an email. The first person we didn't have to reel in. Is the that show. right? Yeah. yeah. Seriously. So I, I just like to talk into microphone. So <laughs> let that be a hint to everybody else in listener land. You think you would be a good guest and you probably would be, even though you might question that. Send us an email. ToledoMatters.com. Oh, sorry. Say that again. ToledoMatters.com. Now, you are setting a lot of people up for disappointment if they... Hey, well, <laughs> I'd rather get more emails than we can deal with than, yeah, than that's not true. enough. That's true. good, because you're the email guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Great. Thanks a lot. Anything yeah, else you want to plug that we missed? Uh, should this post next week, uh, the week of November 7th, the... Uh, improv level one class show at the Toledo Rep is Monday night, November 16th at 7 p.m. All right, and great. More information ToledoRep.org. You follow Nick on Twitter at T Town Bound and Down. That's it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. This has been episode seven of the Toledo Matters podcast, and we hope to see you next time. <laughs>